Welcome to the WellFed Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Gordon. I'm a certified health and nutrition coach with an online private practice on a mission to help women just like you eat well and love their bodies. If you're looking for a life free from restriction, negative body image, and diet culture, then sis, you are in the right place. In this podcast, I'm creating a space where we can chat candidly about what it looks like to be well-fed, not just nutritionally, but mentally, emotionally, and spiritually as well. Let's dive in. What's up, ladies, and welcome to episode six of the Well-Fed Podcast. I'm so excited about today's conversation, mainly because it addresses a crucial question that I get asked quite a bit, and it's a situation most of us will probably have to navigate over the holidays anyway. But first, I want to set the scene. So picture this with me. You're going home for the holidays, right? You moved away several years ago, and every year you take the interstate and little two-lane highways back to your small or, I don't know, maybe big hometown. All of the family is going to be there, whether it's immediate family only or maybe a few extras, and there will be scrumptious food, indulgent sweets, and lots of gift giving and receiving, of course. You're so excited, But you also know what the table talk is probably going to be like. Maybe it's mom commenting on your outfit or your weight. Maybe it's grandma telling you that you need to eat more. You know, they're always really good at that. Maybe it's your aunts in the corner talking about their own diets. Or maybe it's your hometown friends body bashing themselves. Conversations like, my thighs are so big. Or 2020 has cost me to gain so much weight, etc., etc. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Or maybe it's everyone talking about their diet plan for 2021. Either way, the common denominator here is a conversation that revolves around diets and weight. Discussions like this can be triggering. During the holidays and the beginning of a new year, diet culture is in full swing. It thrives during this time of year. And when you're working on disassociating with diet culture, food restriction, and negative body image for the betterment of your own health and well-being... Being in a position like this can be difficult to say the least. Knowing how to respond and navigate these conversations is incredibly important, not only for you, but for your loved ones as well. You see, you are in a very unique position to shed light on a more fulfilling and successful approach to health. You actually have the power to change perspectives, but Talking about it confidently, or really at all, can seem daunting. I know. I get it. So today, I want to equip you with the tools and reminders that you need that will allow you to feel a bit more confident responding to and navigating conversations centered around diet talk. But before we keep going, let's talk about why diet talk even exists in the first place. We've got a few reasons that contribute to this issue, but the most infuriating one is the emphasis on impossible beauty standards cultivated by a culture hyper fixated on unrealistic body types. And because certain body types are coveted by media and deemed superior over others, women are convinced that to be accepted or beautiful, we have to have this particular body. And the diet industry swoops in and takes full advantage of women pursuing weight loss by perpetuating the notion that skinny is better. It's a bait and hook for women, unfortunately. And as a result, the diet industry is now a, wait for it, 
$72 billion industry. Y'all, that's billion with a B. It's insane. So behind all of the diet talk is a deep-rooted societal issue. And knowing how to appropriately respond to diet talk and guard yourself from triggering conversations is extremely important to say the least. Okay, so before we dive into the how, I want to offer a few reminders. Whether you are at the Christmas dinner table or having a virtual happy hour with your best friend, I want you to remember these things. Number one, you aren't always going to have the perfect thing to say, and that's okay. You don't have to know all the answers. You don't have to have the perfect defense, but you do have to stand up for what you believe is best for yourself and for your health. Always continue to challenge diet culture and be an activist for the anti-diet movement, whether by word or deed or both. Number two, sharing your preferences doesn't mean judging someone else's, okay? Judgment doesn't spark change, and it certainly doesn't encourage positivity and trust, two very important things in all of your close relationships. Remember what works for someone else doesn't have to work for you, and what works for you doesn't have to work for someone else. Remember that one man's food can be another man's poison. So again, judgment-free zone, all right? Number three, you don't have to justify yourself or the dietary decisions you make. Again, stay true to what you believe in and be okay with not offering an in-depth explanation for it. Sometimes there's just no need. Number four, which goes right along with number three, you don't have to prove yourself. Sometimes it's best to just keep your eyes in your own lane. Number five, be respectful. We never want to upset anyone or navigate diet talk in a rude manner. So remember that most people simply don't know any better, which again kind of iterates the point that you're in a great position to educate your friends and family. And number six, you're allowed to do what you need to do to protect yourself. Guard yourself from triggering conversations. It's your health and well-being we're talking about, okay? So take care of yourself and set boundaries if necessary. All right, so in keeping these things in mind, let's chat about how to actually respond and handle those conversations. I want you to remember that the things we're about to talk through are simply suggestions. You ultimately have to make the decision that best suits your specific situation. That being said, though, there is always a way to handle each and every situation. You don't have to sit through diet talk and body shaming chats. So let's dive into some tactics you can add to your tool belt and take with you into future conversations. Let's first talk about how to address family. Okay, with more time being spent at home and with the holidays upon us, I think it's rather appropriate for us to acknowledge this first. Of course, we always want to be respectful, so a simple change of conversation when diet talk arises with relatives could work. Try asking a different question, redirecting the conversation, or offering a thought that changes the conversation's trajectory. For example, if sweet, sweet grandma does in fact start talking about your weight or suggesting you should eat more or less, try just asking what all she made for dinner or ask her for one of her recipes or simply tell her you missed her and ask what she's been up to. Get her talking about something else. Lead her down a different path. Or maybe if your sister's chatting about the diet she's going to start after the holidays, you can try a transparent approach by just being honest. Tell her about your own health journey and why you'd rather not discuss diets and ask if you two can just talk about something else. Bottom line, 
Your family loves you, so simply be honest or do a quick change of convo. So what about social gatherings? Let's move on to this scenario. Now, I know that social gatherings don't currently look like they used to. We're all hoping for 2021 and the change that that will bring. But even in 2020, with limited socializing, diet talk still ensues. And you may or may not be as comfortable with the crowd at a social gathering, say a wedding, cocktail party, group dinner, or any other socially distant event. So how do we navigate those conversations with acquaintances? You could potentially use the same tactics as mentioned just a second ago, or you could also politely excuse yourself, you know, go to the bathroom, answer a quote-unquote phone call, grab a drink, find someone else to say hi to, whatever it takes. You may feel more comfortable just exiting the conversation. You can always rejoin later. That's totally fine. Just know that you don't have to participate. And when we're chatting with close friends, I always encourage honesty. I truly believe the statement, honesty is the best policy. Be respectful, but truthful about what you're doing. Answer questions if your friend asks, and if not, well, you guys are close friends, so there are plenty of other things to talk about. You know, at the end of the day, you have a platform, no matter how big or small, to help stop the spread of misinformation, to inspire others to a more fulfilling lifestyle, to help create a more confident population of women, and to put an end to toxic diet culture conversations. And I want to encourage you to use that platform. Now, in addition to thoughtfully navigating diet talk and proactively using that platform of yours, I also want to help you set some boundaries for yourself. We all know how triggering diet culture can be, whether in conversations, media, or marketing gimmicks, so it's necessary to guard our mental health from those things. For example, feel free to unfollow social media accounts that promote diets, particular ways of eating, restriction, certain workout regimens, or that simply make you feel inferior in any way. If you find yourself comparing yourself or feeling any kind of negative feeling from a particular account, you have my permission to unfollow immediately. I actually encourage you to do so. That account isn't serving you in any way. So do kind of like an input audit. Really take into consideration everything that you are consuming and exposing your mind to and get rid of anything that isn't benefiting you. I also recommend finding a way to properly express your thoughts and feelings, whether it's journaling, meditating, walking, praying, or simply allowing yourself to have some peace and quiet. Find a way to stay grounded in what you believe is best for your own health and to continue to cultivate positivity and confidence. That is important. And in addition to these things, I really do encourage you to do something kind for yourself on a regular basis. I tell my clients to do something that makes them feel good, capital G-O-O-D, every single day. You deserve to feel strong and happy and empowered. And a lot of times, those things that make us feel that way are the first to go. So find a way to give yourself that. Empower yourself really find what makes you happy, and do those things every day. You know, boundaries are important, so be sure to think through what you need and what you don't. Then create a way to allow more of what you need and less of what you don't. And remember, you are fully equipped to handle diet talk, whether you change the conversation, are honest about your own journey, decide to educate others about a non-diet approach, or you simply excuse yourself from the conversation. Just be sure to do what's best for you, 
be confident in your decisions, and set an example for those stuck in diet culture. We've all been there, we've all been stuck before, and we know how suffocating it can be. So be proud of yourself and encourage others where you can. And as always, if you have questions or you wanna talk about this further or on a more deeper, specific level, then please DM me, please email me. You know that I'm always happy to chat about these things with you. I'm here for you, I support you, and I cannot wait to talk to you again soon. Until next time.